So, uh, just one point I'd like to make. Uh, when we are talking about the minority institutions, there is something repeatedly mentioned in all these judgments, which is that the minority character of the institution should not be diluted. Now, if an institution is taking 80% non-minority students, where does the minority character stay? Exactly my point. Risk of case. One more thing, uh, you could have thrown out. What are the, what were the advocacy, advocacy groups or the NGOs who actually were working while RTE and 93rd Amendment were actually brought up? Who were the groups who actually worked for, yeah, they created the environment? And one more thing I just wanted to make. more industry out there. Yeah. Judiciary is also going into a lot of conferences which are again organized by these NGOs. So their brain also, you know, work according to these NGOs. So, so we don't have any problem if they give all these kinds of freedoms to minority institutions. Just you give it to all, us also, right? That's our only concern. We are not asking for anything special here. We are just saying that give the same rights that you are giving to non-minority institutions. Give the same rights. We don't want anything special. There is a discourse that's um, happening right now in the country. It's the need to define a minority. And as we are all aware, many religious groups that are claiming minority status are not really minorities in terms of numbers, even if you look in statewide uh, populations. Right? So if that definition then does not hold, like from 1947 to now, do you think by redefining the minority, there can be some impact on these kind of discriminatory laws. Well, right now the courts have said that in 1957 Kerala education case, they said that uh, in Kerala education case, they said that uh, whoever is less than 50% is a minority. Okay, yeah, same. But now they said this in 1957. This view prevailed for uh, I think 40, 50 years, and then in TMA5 Foundation case, they said uh, you will. You will decide who will decide uh, how will we calculate 50% according to our district population, according to a state population, or according to a national population. So, in 57 case, 1957 case, they said decide on the basis of uh, law. If it's a state law, the state population will decide who is a minority. If it's a national law, the national population will decide. In TMA Pi Foundation case of 2002, they said irrespective of the law whether it is a state law or a national law the only the only state population will decide because they said the reason was linguistic minority can only be decided on the basis of state population so they said religious minority has to be decided on the basis of state population now you would think that uh, hindus will get these rights in uh, areas in states where they are in minority which is not the case no, it's uh, 52 percent, so above 50 is good. <laughs> yeah, not for long. So everybody will be minority in Kerala sometime. <laughs> there is no such case as of before the court, so when it when it happens, they will probably decide. There was one observation by uh, I think Supreme Court about Punjab. Like they said, should Sikhs be considered minority? But yeah, yeah. So that was uh, before TMA Pi Foundation case. You are ref referring to the Arya Samaj versus State of Punjab. Yeah, DAV versus uh, State of Punjab. In that, they said 
that uh, DA, DAV was saying that we are a Hindu minority in Punjab, so we should be uh, exempt from the regulations, right? We should enjoy these protections. And then the High Court said, uh, Punjab and Haryana High Court, this uh, Supreme Court actually, they said that, yeah, you are right, uh, because it is a state law, so state population will count and they got the minority right. Uh, yeah, this is one uh, name. Could could women be added to this whole piece and yeah. subvert the Yeah, you can wreck it from inside by adding all kinds of groups, OBCs, uh, women, children, whatever. You can wreck it from inside. That you can do, but it will be like a mess. So do you want that or that's one so that's kind of jugad that we employ everywhere. So we can do that. So one question I wanted to ask, which you haven't addressed is, yeah. uh, the Right to Education Act, the 25% quota over there. So a part of it is to economically weaker section and the other part is to disadvantage section. Yeah, there is a lottery system for that. Okay. So if you, uh, there are, 20, let's say 25, there are 100 students in a class. So 25%, 25 seats are available are up for grabs, right? For poor and disadvantaged kids. Now. They have not de defined how many poor kids, how many disadvantaged and disadvantaged, who are these disadvantaged that the states will decide and then the, they take lottery of let's say 200 people came. They said, okay, we want admission in, in this 25% quota. They said, we want admission and this, there is a lottery system. Now you choose 25 people out of 200, right? What happened to 175 poor students? They don't have right to education. Exactly. Also, what is the constitutional validity of placing minorities as well as SCs and STs and OBCs and other weaker sections defined under the constitution and minorities on the same pedestal? The Right to Education Act does that. So, as the constitutional validity. Right to education is only following the precedent set by courts, which have interpreted uh, Article 30 as such that of their choice they have right to establish and administer these institutions as they like. Uh, in, not in that sense. In terms of the 25% reservation, the of that it is disadvantaged sections of society. Huh. So the disadvantaged sections of society has not been defined. Yeah. Uh, according to the so has not been minorities. No, according to the constitution, it has not been defined. So the act defines it as something of. Uh, no, every state has different yeah. uh, disadvantaged. So minorities and SCs and STs are the same level according to uh, uh, same level, and they will no, be no. part of this disadvantage. An SC cannot be exempt from. Uh, uh, you know. Exemption from running it, exemption is a quota. Yeah, quota. yeah. SC and STs are included in disadvantaged groups, not in poor. Huh? EWS, yeah. Uh, Sir, I just want to give a background to this right to education um, to say that uh, how it emerged, it emerged from the right to child. So, uh, as a right to child, a right uh, we like following the international convention on this we uh, arrived at like accessibility availability acceptability and accommodability and coming to that uh, when we talk about the clause like uh, age appropriate admission or no detention policy or no corporal punishment basically uh, 
it has been rte has been disastrous in terms of its implementation but in terms of its intent and its policy i think we need to understand that so when it's no detention policy and we are talking about lot of things in terms of the children's achievement and in terms of the problem that teachers have or the schools have let us also understand no detention policy or rte does not say about no teaching policy it does not say about no assessment policy but when it came to no detention we started interpreting means you don't fail the child therefore you don't teach the child and therefore you don't assess the child it doesn't say it is saying that you don't expel the child doesn't mean you don't assess the child it is about a change in the mindset it is saying that assessment has to be with linked with improvement and not about motivation or demotivation or having a fear factor saying that i am failing you and therefore you have to study so it is about that intent that we need to understand when it comes to no detention policy because teachers used failing or passing as a weapon to really say that children have to clear the exam this can is I one take on this yes you certainly can i make one point about intention sure sure if all intentions were transformed into reality we would have been best country in the world at the time of jawarlal nehru alone We so how do you make it do you want to say that you have a fear factor a weapon in hand to say that you teaching has to happen or you say that it you really make those support systems available so that children learn and children improve so think, assessment has I, to be there i think i think we have proved beyond doubt that this is not an enabling system this is a destroy destroying all the schools i think this is proved beyond doubt when we was when i had started the right to education act has been interpreted as the child to go to the right of the child to go to the next class irrespective of learning that is what i said right in the beginning this is how it is it has been interpreted have you read ssa document sarva shiksha abhiyan document of course yes amazing now you it's a beautiful document if only we would have implemented that without this sectarian aspect of rte all the problems would have been solved it beautifully defines everything it writes all the disabilities are mentioned as annexures they are checklist for everything possible where is the implementation it this is let me finish madam now when we talk of no detention policy two years the child did not do well in school the child that was not the fear factor that was a wake up call for the parents if my child fails in one standard i have to make sure that the child passes the next year and hence i am going to look back think where my child is missing on the learning i would take him to multiple people i will get assessments done i will provide the extra support needed so that my child learns your exams are a benchmark to tell you has your child learned to the grade level ma'am rte came only in 2009 our parents didn't wake up till 2009 so you it's want to say like after that. 2009 they wake that. up it's not like that they slept after 2009 they were sorry. all there sorry it's about up. shifting yes. mindset it's about shifting exactly. mindset exactly that's what i'm it's saying it may that people think it is right to promotion it is not right to learning so right to education took away the right to learning from our children it put every single child under disadvantage how, believe me when you how expulsion will become a right to learning we are not talking of expulsion i'm not talking of expulsion i have also mentioned in my recommended recommendation the child has to be only detained stays in the school he could be 5 years in the standard 
but he will go to sixth standard so after what, he learns. So what? Not before he doesn't learn. I'm sorry, I just happened yeah. to take care of the yeah. real experience which happened last year at the MCB schools in Delhi, in South Delhi. Yeah. The principal told me that क्या करे बच्चे पढ़ना ही नहीं चाहते. These are very good uh, principles to be developed. Apparently, second standard kid was. Uh, Her telling uh, another his classmates, I, I don't, I don't want to study. Like, basically, I, I, why do I study? I will pass. I will pass. Second standard child knows about this. I will pass. I will pass. So there you are. I am such a one. No, many cases. I will show you ten cases, but I still believe that it has to be a assessment policy. It has to be helping the learning and not about failing. Your teachers don't even know learning disability from slow learner from. Ma'am, the teachers. So, the support system create. Karna hai. support for education okay these are destitute children with no parents only the state run homes they go to eighth standard they cannot identify alphabets who has promoted them and how can anybody say that the system is good one second and they cannot identify alphabets in any language mind you not just english in any language who is responsible for the death of these people's future who is responsible
the fact that we are talking about learning levels and the fact that you know we have students exactly ek aur cheez ek aur cheez main ek aur cheez bolna chahungi rte ke baad at least you know in the government sector we have things coming inside the schools uh, the first thing would be you know the number of teachers uh, the government or the state or whatever the administration would not bother about the number of teachers that were in school abhi kya hai ki law ke enforcement ki wajah se unko kisi bhi tarike se teachers at least school mein laane pad rahe hain they have to make toilets separately or you know whether they are functional or not that's a different thing but they are at least you know starting with things that's I, all that's it to talk about something okay. i want to talk about something here when you say the children want learning want learning we missing out to 8 to 10% of school going children ma'am can i answer this one question what she Maybe. was talking about thank you now that what has happened is 8 to 10% of children have learning disability were we picking them up earlier we want there's a movement i understand everything is a movement your environmental causes of no detention is only one part why your child is not learning your child could not be learning for n number of reasons post scholastic backwardness i can talk about for 2 hours about it the causes what happens what doesn't happen so i can understand even pre rte children weren't learning even then the quality of learning or standard of what i as a data i produced was barely 50% of the children could do things they were expected to do which were two grades lower so i'm not debating that but that has brought the situation from bad to worse that is what i'm that is what i'm debating sorry can, there can, is can, there can is we, data please go to the reports and see them there is not data there is not data and go to the field talk to children talk to parents and you are sorry 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 ma'am exactly i i think most of us very patiently listen to you let's others also please raise other questions Huh? So let, let me can I, can I move or make my question and my question is to the speakers and not to the audience. Uh, one of the thing that as much I have also understood research about it, and in terms of conclusion, and there I would take your uh, like to take your comment on it. The way I have understood is Right to Education Act was a pl political fraud to nation, and one of the reasons why I say it is. this is not a, just a centralized at india level designed it was internationally and since it was un declaration also which is ratified yes. and therefore you adopted and then you realize you have promised something that you actually cannot deliver which is 100% enrollment and literacy to right. all of you and you where you you have a teachers union who are which is very strong so you can't make the, them accountable and that is where the no detention policy i, I really like it a beautiful intention and concept but this is what it has been used to simply say up to 8 we have we have passed enrolled uh, taught everyone and issued certificate our job is done and therefore i say it, it is a kind of political fraud to the nation and i would like to have comments from both the speakers because so far you have not touched the teachers union aspect to rt drafting <laughs> i i've actually honestly speaking i have not looked at that aspect the level of absenteeism the uh, teachers who have not been up to the par uh, in fact i have been part of the uh, continuous teachers training programs of cbsc kendriya vidyalay i have been a part of that for last 5 6 years and i go and uh, whenever they have these teachers training program they always invite me to talk about autism talk about learning disabilities to all the cohort you know through the entire cohort for the west zone 
I mean, I give probably 20 lectures annually to the ZIET uh, West Zone. What I've understood that in the uh, Kendriya Vidyalaya system, the NCRT and the government system, there are enough training programs which are happening. But when it comes to the private sector, the you know, the uh, CME, what we call, you know, the continuous education process is not happening much with the teachers. That is the only disparity which I can, I am in the capacity to comment. The union bit, honestly speaking, I'm not into that domain. Ma'am? Anybody else wants to give can a I, comment is most welcome to do that. I just, <clears throat> my understanding, I just wanted to say, like, what I understand is they have increased the bureaucratic uh, intervention in all the schools. Right. So it's like, you roti khao. They have forced schools so badly, like you have to have so much of things, either provide everything or close down. Close so down. supply side issue is already thought out. The school is already studying. So we are creating more issues rather than solving issues. Plus sectarian. Hai toh, uh, if I can lead to, to share my personal experience of my village, wherein they get land like a Christian, they get land from government to build the uh, school. They get funds from CSR, including government funds like LIC. This is from my village. Then uh, to pay school fees, they again get government funds. But the teachers can be anything, anyone. So if they are TT qualified. So to get nuns and others, they ask for uh, exemption there. So they can uh, get nuns or they can ask people to convert and become teachers. <clears throat> so what I'm saying is they have completely developed a full system wherein uh, they are getting complete taxpayer money and uh, they are asking people to uh, convert. This is my uh, village experience. Thank you. Absolutely. Ma'am? Yeah. Yes. When we talked about, uh, you know, having uh, different kind of norms in different places in India, uh, I would just want to make one point. If I'm born in, say, Sitapur, as you mentioned, or any other part of India, and if I'm born in Delhi or, say, Mumbai, so does that give me, you know, better, ka, I mean, better opportunities? Am I entitled to better opportunities I'll or different that. opportunities? I, I would tell you the because, context you know, in which I say well, that. I'll, I'll just, you know, uh, um, try and share an example with it. Uh, see, if uh, we all have, you know, city norms and city uh, allowances in different cities, uh, depending upon the kind of... Uh, um, the kind of uh, uh, things that we spend upon are spendings on the cities. So that is a different thing. Humans are not spending uh, commodities. So if I'm born in Sitapur, I'm the same. If I'm born in Delhi, I'm the same. If I'm born in Lucknow, I'm the same. If I'm born in Chennai, maybe I'm the same. And I have a total right to, you know, every kind of opportunity that I can get. I wouldn't, that's a different thing. I don't get that much of water maybe in Jaipur. I get more water in Delhi, but then I have a right to demand for more water. And if there's a law made for me, which, uh, you know, tells me that I can demand more water, I mean, I don't think there should be anything wrong with that. Um, I mean, but here the, the law is wrong. See, you have The law is wrong in asking someone private to provide you water when the government cannot give that. That is where it is. That's what you folks to give water to you, yes. free, which, yeah, and maybe for some people it is free. And I'm these just, are businesses, right? Now, today education is a business, we don't have to be sanctimonious about it, exactly. it is a business, but the moment you start forcing people to do X, Y, Z, just because you can't do, and you 
I mean the government. Yeah, can't do that. That's getting into slightly problematic territory. From what I believe is all this. rights are good if the government is going to. He's going to provide it. And again, you you can come you can come back to the execution part of it. You know, if you don't execute it well, you can't just blame the act for it. You know, it is the executing body which is to be blamed, or the members or the party to the execution. You know, which is to be blamed. If you want to blame anything, I mean, all of us have at the end of it understood that it's a very. I mean, I don't want to use too many adjectives, but it is a legislation which has been, uh, you know, sectarian in nature, making sure that the the people at large are suffering. It has not served any great purpose except for setting norms. I'm talking of quality controls here. So we've set norms which everybody is supposed to follow. You tell me something. Do you pay the same water tax as in Mumbai, as in Sitapur? Let's put it that way. When we are talking about in fact the land is much cheaper, you can have a better infrastructure in a smaller town. But you may not have that quality of teacher over there. Right? When you have these kind of schools, you could have you could have a lot of land, so you could make beautiful playgrounds and all which possibly is not possible, is not feasible in a city like Delhi or you know big metros. So what I am trying to say that the norms have to be Again, you can't just have it and say that you do it all in three years. Everything had to be in a very phase-wise manner. You can't make a legislation. So who is suffering at the end of it? You are talking of enrolling the children. So many children are moving out of school. What is the level of your government education system? Nobody, not even your driver wants to put your child in a government school. Your driver also wants to put your child in the budget schools, the small private budget schools. I, what I was talking about the 10 children we put in from the destitute home, there is a government school across the road where no teachers ever come. The destitute home where we are teaching, there is a provision for six teachers seat, none of them are occupied for years together. Right? So when we don't have systems in place, you can't experiment on children. You have the systems in place and then apply. You're talking of assessment. Who will do assessment? Teachers don't even, don't even know if I can challenge. I will ask 10 random teachers and they will give all different definitions of what is a slow learner and versus what is an MR versus what is a learning disability. When teachers don't know, how do you expect the parents to pick up all these things? We are talking of awareness. Awareness is maximum in Mumbai or in Delhi or in Chennai or in Bangalore. You move from there, go to smaller towns. Teachers cannot do anything about it. And so a lot of things has to be done. Infrastructure and the appointments being made yeah. after RTI schools had absolutely nothing. And the way the government schools are coming up, it's only after RT that budget started flowing and states are made accountable to this. And that is why today UP and Bihar for 10 schools had two teachers who are running around. And today there are appointments being made at least. And the states every year, the educational budget to the state is only released if the state is able to show how much they have performed and fulfilled the targets set by RTE. And that is something we are changing. I'm not saying that we have changed and we are really bad on whatever we are but still we are improving from what we were and that is something is a upward journey i think we need to understand that because we are negative improvement data is affecting for data data
running output controls at all in RTE. It only talks about you have this, 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 this. It's not talking of any learning outcomes at all. It's not mentioned in the act. Sure, we have started complaining about all this for management. Yeah. Let's face it, we cannot so solve this country's problems Hello. by passing laws. We have to understand this. Nobody can solve problems by passing laws. If we, if that was the case, we would have solved these all problems way back. So you want to promote a lawless society? You don't want to have any laws? Don't put words in my mouth, please. education sector so uh, coming I have come here out of curiosity and I wanted to know something more about it uh, I'm a bit confused frankly speaking I understand to the now after hearing going through this uh, I mean after this uh, all this discussion that RT is possibly bad but I'm still confused should it be done away with completely or what are the three things or five things that should be done I mean what are the recommendations that we can take away from from this I mean that that you can I mean do you say that we should uh, do away with RT. Are you saying that the private schools uh, should be done away or private schools should be encouraged? Or are we saying that the government schools, um, I mean, more training facilities must be created immediately for the government schools, to, for the teachers, or something else that, I mean, are we saying that uh, because RT cannot be implement, uh, implemented, uh, I, mean, I mean, what should be done with the government schools or the private schools? Yeah. Okay, that's it. We have to do is that we have to replace, re repeal this law at like completely, close by close. We have to repeal this. Then we need. Uh, uh, Ma'am was saying that uh, we need to have some system in place, lawless society and all. Surely we can have a good law. It's a bad law, and it uh, as we have shown, it is destroying uh, school education. Yes, we need to encourage uh, private schools because that's the only way we are going to uh, provide the supply. Okay, there's thousands and lakhs and crores of students. 12 lakh students pass out every year, 12th class. This is the kind of supply demand is there. How will you provide the supply when the uh, government schools are so bad? Now, what is happening is according, uh, due to this uh, Right to Education Act, these private schools are being closed down. So you are reducing the quality supply, which you should encourage. Now, my personal opinion is uh, what you can replace Right to Education Act with is that you provide a voucher system for poor kids. You can set a minimum uh, 
income criteria say 3 lakh 4 lakh whoever uh, less income than 3 lakh they can send their kids to the any school they like and they can the government will provide them vouchers according to the whatever the uh, fees of the school is okay that is uh, another system that will focus on child that will send the child to go to school not force the school to get the child you have to encourage a policy that focuses on learning and the kid not on the school you now the right to education act is saying school has to do this school has to do that these kind of restrictions they are saying you have to encourage the parents to send their kids to quality schools that is not happening that's that's the whole point thank you yeah hello so uh in your one of the slides uh, where you mentioned uh, bangalore data it was 160 for private sector and then 340 so how it is 28% it is more than 100% okay i may have made a minute okay. i will check okay and the second point uh, like uh, we did not focus on one thing why is it that uh, up to 12th class everybody is running for private sector school depending upon their income and all those things but after 12th why in india we always run after government institutions so that does say that the way we have implemented in the past in our education sector for up to 12th and after 12th there is a difference uh, the way government you know handle it would be probably the higher education is far more expensive in the private sector no. you know that that could be one Let of the reason it. because if i have to put my child in a medical school yeah, in yeah, private medical school it will be far more expensive than going into a government medical yeah. college also the quality of education at higher levels is much better in government institutes yes yes yeah yeah it, 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 it's only 24% yeah, yeah, and less yeah, than 24% you saw that data yeah i have seen yes. i remember you saw that data yeah, yeah. i i'm just saying for example if you take uh, top 25 colleges in engineering i'm sure you will get only two or three private institutions which figure so that tells us that government has failed to you know sufficiently do in the uh, education up to 12th class so we may you know appreciate uh, leaders in the past who have you know uh, done things about iit and iim and all those things but they have certainly failed about no, this is one issue. That is my point. The consider the scale. They have only how many IITs? How many IIMs? The government is has only uh, there are twenty IITs to run. Consider the schools they have to run. So it's a scale issue. See, primary schools are eight lakhs plus. Yeah. You know, so I mean, reaching out to the remotest village. Properly? You have one school in the uh, radius of one kilometer. You know. Okay. The kind of subsidy for engineering student is over crore rupees. Yeah. In IIMs, for them also, uh, private cannot, you know, balance that. Government can subsidize it. Private person cannot subsidize this. So if you have to pay the fees completely, it will be almost uh, equal to Howard and all. And even if you take out the whole defense budget and put into education, even that won't solve the problem because consider the number of schools are there. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, what you're saying is made a point that we failed in the primary education and probably secondary 
senior secondary, but we've done better with the. Or maybe we have focused in a wrong way. Yes, that is my point. Uh, yes, I would say I could have some comments to make, but I yeah. can discuss later. Thanks. So, uh, you are <laughs> uh, making some recommendations what we should do in future. So, one of the points which I think we are missing is uh, the basic problem in our education system which I feel is there. It's about uh, evaluating a fish for climbing a tree. Uh, so, how we are trying to solve this, this problem with all the recommendations we are saying? There are hundreds of these kinds of problems. As I said, you are complaining about the lighting on the second floor and basement is on fire. You have divided <laughs> all these things into sectarian and all that. Minorities versus majority and all this. You have to fix the basics. When you don't do that, the upper structure will be worse. You have to fix the basics. foundation See, the learning which is uh, hampered to such an extent in the primary level itself. The, the problem is that we lose on the most sensitive period of learning. All of us, first 8 to 10 years, neurologically, scientifically, medically, is the most crucial period of learning. I will tell you a simple example. I went to Mumbai when the, at the age of 17. 26 years there, I still have not learned to write Marathi. I can speak, I can understand, I can speak pretty bad Marathi. I can manage though a conversation, two-way conversation. I can understand probably 98-95% of Marathi because when Marathi was introduced to me when I reached there at that age. While my children speak and understand better Marathi than me. We don't speak that language in the house. But they understand because it's the sensitive period. If you don't figure out what is going wrong with the education in the primary, I'm not even talking of secondary up to 8. All intervention has to be done early. You cannot just wait that the child will grow up somehow, figure out how to learn. The gaps which are created are not funny. When I talk to a parent, I've seen the parents sit and cry down in front of me when they have the child in 10th standard and the learning level is of second grade. Eight years gap, eight years learning is lost. There's no way you can compensate. It's equal to killing somebody. Please understand it's that bad. That is why I feel so strongly about it. Are you trying to suggest that, you know, when we cater to these learning levels or whatever need the students have, we cater to only a certain section of the society who can pay for that kind of learning or we have to, you know, cater to almost the, all of the society? See, what was happening on Priyati, I would talk from my experience, we were having very specific reference. See, I am catering to learning disabled children. So, in my certifying center, I get only who are having a learning problem, right? So, the school would refer children. We have devised and a checklist. And what would that be asked? Yeah, from all sections. From municipal schools, uh, Marathi medium, Hindi medium, English medium, all of those vernacular medium schools also. We have tools in uh, Hindi, English, Marathi and Gujarati medium. And Canada, of course, the IQ is available in a lot more languages. So what happens when they came, they came very focused. We actually for 15 years did a lot of intervention, a lot of awareness programs across Mumbai, across Maharashtra. I have done myself 30 programs in Lucknow also, since I also work there. Now what happened is we started telling this is how you pick up a child with learning problems. This is So these are the categories the child could be in and we brought down the referral 
to third and fourth standard and lo and behold this act comes two years down the line all referrals from the third and fifth standard stopped and everybody started coming in ninth standard mm -hmm. so this is exactly what i've seen with my eyes we didn't know what's happening so you're talking from a learning disability i'm talking about learning learning problems i'm not talking about disability okay. then when we started diagnosing these children they were not learning disabled children see what my point is i think the rte is not you know just catering to one kind of learning disability i'm not saying that at all i'm not saying that i'm saying now please what i'm saying, saying is if you're trying to you know put that you know learning disability or learning problems in perspective are you catering to all the sections you know sitting in mumbai are you catering to you know pan indian problems learning problems or is there somebody like you working for every child in the the whole country i mean is there a point what i am trying to point for the process that earlier when the children were referred they were more with specific problems now when the children are referred to us most of them are with learning gaps is what we see we see learning difficulties we see language barriers coming coming in first generation learners we don't see learning disability so now the number of children if i see 1000 children in a year right so earlier about 80% of the children were diagnosed as learning disability now what we see we probably see 2000 children now but we are only picking up learning disability in a few the rest of them passing to where they are learning gaps huge learning gaps staring at us and they are not learning disabled so these children could have done better if this policy was not in place the question is that normal children are only looking normal at children. that yeah, so the, it, normal is this extrapolating to normal children yes of course these are children from regular all walks of school who have come to us now in, in fact it's the other way now because we are, we have too many certifying centers in mumbai and across maharashtra now what is happening is they are saying you go and get a certificate then we will promote you even in ninth so you know so these are the children who are not learning disabled that's what i'm talking about and when you say that the people across pan india how many people even talk about it at a, at this kind of a gathering what i'm talking is probably may sound a little first time for quite a few people so most of the times the learning disability that's what i mentioned again and again that you have lovely Uh, you know apps in place like your sarva shiksha abhiyan rights everything just follow that what was the need to get an rt in place right i mean if you had only implemented sarva shiksha abhiyan is not a law it's not a law RTE that's why it's a law exactly that's, that's the whole why problem. we we that's the whole problem that's why that's why it's causing so much of problem you've been quoting all those all those you know Absolutely. judgments and everything that's all courtesy rte because you know that's a law so you've been if we want to discuss anything pass or bad law that the only way we can talk about these things that, that's not the way that i would recommend to but then if you want you know everything to be in order before you pass a law i think we are not being realistic you you, know, you cannot have everything in order you know before passing a law don't have intention to pass it you know what's not realistic passing a law and thinking things will change Yes, and exactly. exactly. we will close with that. Closely. And we don't pass a law at all. Tell me one thing. 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 Tell me
uh, what I understand as a lay person here is that RT, the main stakeholder of RT that everybody talks about is about the children and the schools who are made to implement the right to education to each child. Uh, so they are the main stakeholders, but in education, where is the other stakeholder, which is the teachers who are imparting the, you know, learning, where is the, where is that place, because as uh, the lady here, uh, you know, she, she gave, gave the data that, you know, from uh, two teachers running between 10 schools, now the government has come up with, you know, larger number of teachers and all, but that is like, you know, it's a very slow progress. You know, till the by the time we you know close that gap, uh, what my, is happening? My in simple that? question is: If you had ten schools, you should have had ten teachers. Exactly my point. Why yeah. do you need a law to tell you that you need to have ten teachers for ten schools? No, that's it's as simple as that. No, Otherwise, don't have ten schools. Have two schools. Exactly the point that. So the, the fault is earlier. And now you cannot say that the fault is getting corrected because of RT. Uh -huh. uh -huh. right. People don't stop without a signal, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 I hear it.